Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly Podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, listen, recently we've been going through a series uh, called the, the, the Driven Series on the Motivational Gifts, and uh, we spent about eight weeks on that, and, and we had all of the different gifts. If you uh, missed any of that or you hadn't seen that, you can go back to our sermon archive and get caught up and find out what your motivation gift is and how God can use you. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Marcos preached, and he kind of uh, recapped all of the, uh, the teaching series. And there's one thing that stood out to me that he said in that, and he said, let us use the gifts that we have received. And that really stood with me because it doesn't matter what gift you have, it's that we use the gift that is given. That's what God wants, you see. And so you may say, well, I don't have a gift. That is a lie. Let, let's rebuke that thought right now. Because if you are breathing, if you are saved, you are gifted. Amen? Yes. I'm going to repeat that. If you are breathing, if you are saved, you are gifted. Yes. You are gifted. Now the thing is discovering your gift. Yes. And that's why we had the sermon series. That's why this church believes so much in discipleship because we want to build the church up. The church doesn't run just on the pastoral staff. It runs on the church on the believers. We, Pastor says this all the time. We cannot do the level of ministry that we do at Faith Assembly if it wasn't for amazing people like you. See, you do the ministry. We do the discipleship and, the, and, and all the other stuff, but you guys are doing the ministry every day. There's a sign outside when you leave uh, the exits that says you are now entering the mission field. Well, here you're getting recharged so you can go out there and charge in the name of Jesus. And so I want to talk to you today uh, about a particular serving opportunity. And the title of our teaching today is called to serve. It's going to be based on the Good Samaritan. How many have heard about the Good Samaritan? Well, the Good Samaritan is a parable that Jesus spoke uh, to a lawyer, an expert of the law. So let me give you a recap before we get into the scripture. It basically says that uh, the Bible says in Luke chapter 10 that there was a lawyer that came to, to test Jesus. And the lawyer said, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And so the, Jesus said, well, what does the law say? You're a lawyer. You're an expert of the law. What does the law say? And he responded and he said, well, the law says that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And he said, you've done well. If you do that, you're good. But then he wanted to justify himself, the Bible says, and he says this, well, then who's my neighbor? And that's when we get into this parable. Who's my neighbor? Remember that thought. In Luke chapter 10, and I'm just going to read a few verses, verse 30, it says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed and left him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, and that's another uh, servant in the temple, a Levite, when he came, 
to the same place and saw pass by on the other side as well. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came where he was and he saw him and he had uh, compassion. He had compassion. And he went to him and he bound his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And then the next day he took out two denarii, that's basically two days wages, and he gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these do you think proved to be the neighbor of the man that fell among robbers? And he said, well, the one that showed mercy, the gift of mercy. And Jesus said to him, well, then you go and do likewise. We're all gifted. We, we, we've discovered that in the series that we, we've been sharing here at the church. Uh, the Bible clearly states this in Ephesians. This is not in the notes, but in Ephesians, I'm sorry, in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. There's not a question if you have a gift. It's use the gift you have to serve others. It's not, the gift isn't given to us for us to serve ourselves or to hang it on a display. The gifts are given to be used. And God has called us to use these gifts. Why? Well, in verse 11 of chapter 4 of 1 Peter, it says, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Our gifts are given to us to glorify God, not to glorify us. It's not about status or title or position. It's about opportunity and purpose. I'll say that again. It's not about the position or the title. It's about opportunity and purpose. And so what happens here in this parable, I want to share something with you. An observation. All three, the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan, all saw the same man. All three had a, same, had a reaction. All three were on a journey, but only one moved forward to help. And so what I want to share in this first part is that if we are going to answer the call to serve, we, have, we first have to, we have to be called to serve with open eyes. You see, unless we are able to see, we won't be able to do. Here's why. We're called to serve with open eyes because when we look intent, intentionally, we're able to see opportunities to serve others. I'm gonna let that sink in. When we're able to see, when we're able to serve with open eyes, we're able to see the need to serve others. In other words, you've ever heard the, the, the phrase, turn a blind eye? And so the other two, the Levite and the priest, they turned a blind eye. They saw, but they decided not to see. But here the Samaritan came and he saw, and his reaction was, there's an opportunity. How many opportunities do we see every day to serve someone, to share Jesus? I always tell people that you don't have to know chapter and verse to preach. I always use the example of my favorite person in the Bible, other than Jesus, is blind Bartimaeus. Knew nothing about Jesus, didn't know anything about the Testament. All he knew, he was blind. 
And he met Jesus, Jesus healed him, gave him his eyesight. When they asked him, tell us about this guy, he says, all I know is this. I don't know if he's a sinner, I don't know if he's a saint. All I know, I was blind, but now I see. That was his preaching. And I wanna encourage you that each and every one of us have a testimony. We have a story. We have a, we have a message. And we can use that message to share his story and how he can serve and help people. But the Samaritan, when he journeyed, it says in, in verse 33, the first part of it, it says, but when the Samaritan uh, in his journey, now he was going somewhere, he had things to do. How many have things to do? Come on, we have things to do. It's, it's obvious. But this Samaritan on a journey, he had places to go, things to do. When he came and saw, he looked, he saw the opportunity. We don't always need a revelation or a dream to see where God wants to use us. I'm not trying to despiritualize or over-spiritualize it. We don't need a revelation to see a person in need. We don't. If there's a need, there's an opportunity to share Jesus. Now, here's the thing. Listen to this. More often than not, the opportunity to be used by God are right in front of us. Now, we always support missions here. We love missionaries. We support missions. But you don't have to go to the mission field to be used of God right in your neighborhood. And that's what I want to encourage us, that we have an opportunity now that we've discovered our gifts or are discovering our gifts or developing our gifts, right? Now that we have been challenged and encouraged to use those gifts, now let's answer the call to serve. Let's answer that call because God has a plan for each and every one of us. Listen to this. When we're able to see a need, we're able to see the opportunity to serve others. Let me read Matthew 25, verses 37 through 40. Now, this is Jesus using uh, an illustration uh, about those that serve him. He says, and he said to the righteous, he says, the, uh, the righteous answered him and said, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you were ill and in prison and, and we went to visit you? And then the king replied, truly I tell you that whenever you did for one of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So we always say, I want to serve the Lord, right? Well, in serving the Lord, we have to serve people. That's what that chapter is all about. And that verse is really extracting. If we're serving the Lord, we're serving people. You can't separate them. They come together. Because God is glorified, God is, is worshiped, God is exalted when we serve people in need. It's the truth. It, it, he says, blessed are you because you did all of these things. And they say, well, when did we? We just did what we do normally. And I always like to say that here, we, we just do what we do here at Faith Assembly. We have outreaches, we have ministry, and it's kind of like we think it's just normal, right? Like it's automatic, and it is because we're serving the Lord. And everything you do, whether it's handing out a backpack or whether it's uh, participating in a connect group or going and participating in a grow class, you are growing and developing your gifts so that you can serve others. And that's a beautiful thing. But listen to this. It says, serving others may not always be convenient. It may require putting the needs of others before your own. Remember, the Samaritan was going somewhere. But he stopped 
And he decided, you know what? The needs of someone else are greater than mine right now. He has, he was battered, he was beaten, he was robbed, he was stripped, he was left half dead. And he figured, I may not have much, but I'm not that bad. I can do something. The Bible says in Philippians chapter two, verse four, not, look to your, uh, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Let's not miss the opportunities to serve God and serve others. That's what the Samaritan shows us. He had an opportunity and he took advantage of it because he had places to go. The Bible said that all three were going somewhere to do something, but he looked beyond his own interest beyond his own needs, and he said, you know what? I got a little something, I can help. It doesn't matter, you don't have to be super rich or super gifted or super talented. All you have to do is be willing, willing to help, willing to serve, to, to pour coffee for visitors, to, to, to greet guests at, 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 at the door, to usher someone, not to a place to sit, but a place to worship, to make people feel at home, like we welcome guests here, but you know what? We, our goal is not to welcome guests, but to welcome you home. That this should be your home. How do we do that? Through amazing people like you that serve every day as you interact, not just here on church, but even in your neighborhoods. So let's not miss the opportunity to serve. When God call, when God, when, excuse me, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. The Bible says in Romans 12, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. We should be looking. We should get up on the hunt. We should get up to, you know, one of the things that, uh, that the Lord has really impressed upon me and the volunteers here and, and through all our church, throughout, it's the DNA of our church, is to see how, who can we serve today? Where can we serve today? How can we serve today? You know, I, I, love, I love speaking with Pastor Cody because his vision, his desire, his passion for outreach is just, it's just electrifying. It's contagious. Sometimes I sit and I hear him and I can see the dream. I can see it in my eyes. The opportunity not just to serve backpacks, but to serve all of Orlando, all of Florida, that we can go out and just dream big and do great things for God so that people can come to know Jesus. When our hearts, let me, let, me, let me share this with you before we transition. It says, there are always opportunities to serve and use the gifts God has given us. Always opportunity. Never be ashamed or afraid to, be, to use the gifts that God has given you. Because he loves you, he's given you those gifts. The Bible says that the gifts of God are without repentance. God, does, does not, he doesn't take backsies. Once he gives you a gift, he wants you to keep the gift. He's not looking to take the gift away from you. He's looking to give you that gift and many more because he wants to use you greatly. Pastor says something very interesting during the, 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 the series that there are gifts that we are very strong in, but there are gifts that we can develop. And I'm, I, I didn't ask for permission for this, but I, she'll forgive me later. Now, there are times that my wife has the gift of mercy. And so when we were grading, she said, I don't even need to do this. I know my gift is mercy. 
And then in my head, I said, yeah, because you married me. I know you had mercy. <laughs> and, uh, but here's the thing. She has one of her strongest of mercy and, and giving. She likes to give. Uh, and, 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 and there are times she says, you know what? I feel like we should bless this and do that. And, and sometimes like, I, I'll look at her and I said, okay, but you know what I'm thinking between you and me? Who do you think I am, Pastor Carl? <laughs> giving is not my strong gift. Not even mercy. I'm working on it. But you see, here's, the pastor said this, we bring balance to each other. So I've learned to be more merciful, more giving. And let me tell you, has opened up more blessings. And so that combination has developed us. And let me tell you, when we give, we give joyfully. We give joyfully. There are times that I was, I remember one time in pastor's office, he, I told pastor, pastor, I see black and white. That's all I see. I'm an administrator. I'm a nerd. I see black and white. But here's what happens when I get together with the gift of mercy that my wife has. I see the gray. And I've learned that in the gray, there's grace. And I've learned that in that grace, there's opportunity to serve. And so I want to share that with you. So God loves us and he wants to, and that was all free. That wasn't part of the message. That's all free. God loves us so much that that he wants us to serve with an open heart. But listen, listen what happens to, listen to this. It says, we're called to serve with an open heart because with an open heart, we're able to feel compassion for the needs of others. And, and the Bible says in, in, the 30, in the second part of the 30, uh, 33rd verse of, of Luke 10, it says, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He had to see first so he can feel. Sometimes God shows us so he can move our heart. And some, you know this, sometimes you, you see something on the news. You know, uh, I, I don't like to look at social media, especially those sad puppy things. I, my heart just, I see that, my heart melts, right? But here's the thing. When we see the opportunity to serve, God touches our hearts. And the, and the Samaritan saw an opportunity, and he saw someone in need, and God moved his heart towards compassion. Now, I want to pause here real quickly for a second. I don't know what brought you to Faith Assembly. I don't know if you were curious when you first came to this church or you were invited or maybe you were dragged here. I don't know. But all I do know is that something brought you here and something kept you here. And I'm pretty sure that God used a volunteer or some other servant to keep you here. They ministered to you in some way, whether it was at the altar or in a, in a counseling session or in a grow class or in a connect group, or maybe you were just serving with someone else. God used somebody to reach you. Amen. And so when we talk, talk about serving, we have to approach it with an open heart. Because the, the Samaritan, he had compassion. When, when our hearts, listen to this, when our hearts are open to love God and people, we have compassion to serve those in need. People are more, or excuse me, people are important to God, so they should be important to us. We're not looking to fill seats here in the church. We're looking to fill heaven. That's the difference. That's the difference. See, we're not looking for the numbers in attendance of how many have come to church. When I look at the numbers, I look at how many more people can we fit in here? How many more people can we, let me tell you something. I know uh, uh, we don't like lines and we don't like getting stuck in traffic. I get it. But my dream is that one day we come to church and there is a line of people 
trying to get in because it's already so filled. I know that's crazy, but that would be a dream. And so, because people are important to God, it's when our hearts, listen to this, a, a pastor friend of mine, he's a, a Pastor Andy, he's a, the a chaplain for the Orlando City soccer team, and he and I were talking the other day, and he shared this with me. He says, it's when our hearts are broken for people that God can use us to heal brokenhearted people. When our hearts break for people, God can use us to heal brokenhearted people. It's important that we have a compassion, a love for people, because remember that the Samaritan came to help, but he was helping who? The man that was battered. We may not always be, have the opportunity to be the Samaritan. Sometimes we're the one on, laying on the side of the road. You ever been on the side of the road? Battered, beaten, right? Stripped. And someone came by and served you. Someone came by and encouraged you or maybe challenged you but someone came by. Don't forget, forget about those that passed by, the, the Levite and the priest that passed you by. Forget that. Someone did come by because God will always send someone to you. And so it, it's when our hearts are open that we can serve. The whole foundation of serving is based on love. When you think of second, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, it, it says that Although we have all these gifts and we're part of the body and everything, it's great. At the end of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, it says, if I don't have, a, there's something excellent more than the gifts. And we talked about the gifts and the gifts are important, but more important than the gifts is chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, which is love. Because you can have all the gifts in the world and you can use all the gifts in the world, but if you have not love, Paul says to the Corinthians, we're nothing. Because love is the greatest gift that we can give. See, if you, don't, if you can't sing, if you can't play an instrument, if you can't preach or teach, or, 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 or maybe you're just a shy or an introvert, that's fine. Whatever your, your gift is, it's fine. But there's one thing that everybody within the sound of my voice has, the gift of love. Because for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. So he loved us so that we can love others. The, Jesus said, if you love me, right, if you're truly my disciples, then love one another. The basis of serving is always love. Love for God and love for people. And so I want to encourage us that we should look for the opportunities to love, to love on others, to love the unlovable. Any unlovables here from the past? I was unlovable. But someone loved me and saved me. And I stand here before you today because of his love. You're here today because of his love. Amen. Praise God. So when we serve, let us serve with an open heart so that we can serve with love. Compassion should never be compromised. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, for the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If we want to answer the call to serve, we have to love. Love the unlovable. We don't qualify if they should be loved. God didn't qualify us if we should be loved. He loved us even in spite of our sins. Romans 5, 8, that, that God loved us so much that even though that while we were yet sinners... He died for us. 
So I want to encourage all of us that let us use that gift of love to serve. Let us open our eyes so that we can see the opportunity where we can love others. Thirdly, we're called to serve with open arms. When your arms are open to serve, we can, answer, we can be the answer to someone's prayer. The Bible says in verse 34, it says, and he went to him and bound his wounds and brought him to the inn and took care of him. Not only did he see the opportunity and have compassion, he acted upon it. He did something. He had resources. He says, you know what? I got this horse. I got some oil. I got some, some first aid. I can do something for this guy. And he said, at the very least, I can take him from where he is now and take him to a better place. And you and I can do that. We find people all the time that are in a bad place and we can bring them to a better place. Faith Assembly, I'm just saying. You can bring them to a better place place. Amen. You can bring them to a connect group. You can bring them to a grow class. You can bring them to a ladies God encounter, a men's God encounter. You can find people in a bad place and bring them to a better place. And that's all you did. All you and I did was invite someone to church. Isn't that amazing that we can serve God by inviting other people to a better place? My Lord. See, serving isn't complicated. Serving is very simple. Serving is based on love. If I love you, I'll serve you. See, people can help and not love, but you can't love without helping. I'll say that again. You can help without loving, but you can't love without helping. We gotta be able to love to help others. And so when we serve with open arms, the Bible says that the Samaritan went and picked him up. And when we serve with open hands, we can help those in need. In Romans 12, 11, it says, when, God, uh, when God's people are in need, be ready to help. Always be eager to practice hospitality because help brings hope. Serving where the need, uh, where there is a need allows us to be God's conduit of blessing. I learned from my, my wife's uncle, who was a pastor of our church many, many years ago. He, pre he preached this message, and I've never forgot. It transformed my life. And it basically, in the message, he says, never ask God for a blessing. And that blew me away. What? 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 He says, no, never ask God for a blessing. Better than asking for a blessing, ask God to uh, use you to be a blessing. Because the flow of his blessing, his resources have to flow through you. You get blessed twice. That shifted my thinking. To this day, I never ask God to bless me. I ask God, let me be a blessing. And let me tell you something, the joy of serving whether it's pouring a cup of coffee or helping someone find a, a classroom or getting them connected with a, a youth group or getting to the children's ministry, the joy of seeing that, so that feels good. And so I want to share this with you. We are an extension of God's hands and his feet, his image bearers. When, when the world sees us, they should see Jesus. Jesus came to serve and not be served, you see. Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 28, he says, and the, uh, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life for many. 
In John chapter 13, verse 14 and 15, he says, he washed their feet and, and he said, you also should wash one another's feet. Let me tell you, I, I'm, I have a feet problem. I, I really do. And I hope Jesus doesn't mean that literally. I'll wash your car. But I, the, the feet thing, I struggle. I, that's, I'm sorry, that's the way I read the Bible. I struggle with the feet thing. But the essence of the lesson is do what's necessary to help those that are in need. And so I want to kind of conclude with this. That serving isn't always about the how or the where or the when we serve. But it's about the why and the who we serve. It's about God and people. We serve because God served us first. John 3, 16. We serve because people need to know him. We serve because people are important to God. And you have an, an important and vital part of that. Not just because you're sitting here, not just because you're listening to this broadcast. It is because God has ordained you before you were even born to bear his name so that someone who doesn't know him can come to know him. You are all called to serve. You don't need a title or a position. You need love. How many love? Amen. We love. Find a way to serve. There is a, a song by Brandon Heath uh, many, a few years ago called Give Me Your Eyes. And I'm just going to read the, unless you want me to sing. Because I've had the gift of mercy taught to me, I'm going to have mercy on you. So it says here, give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see. Everything that I keep missing, give your love for humanity. Give me your arms for the brokenhearted, the ones that are far beyond my reach. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so that I can see. That is what God is speaking to us today. And so in this process, in this opportunity that we have to serve, we have Jesus asked the question of the uh, lawyer. He said to him, well, of the three that came by the, the wounded man, who was his neighbor? He said, the one that showed mercy. And then he said, and you do likewise. Jesus clearly shows us that our neighbor is not by location, that our neighbor is by proximity. Let me explain. It's not the ones that, where they're located, it's how we can reach them. It's who we can reach. You don't have to even be there to serve someone. We have an online platform that we're ministering and preaching the gospel to people, not just in the state, across this country, but even the world. So even if you were in our media team or, or a part of the, our, our online moderators, you are serving to reach people behind the scenes. And so 
I want to share with you these ideas that there are ways that we can serve that are not just conventional. You can find a way to serve. You can find a way to use your gift. And again, if you haven't fully discovered what your gift is, go back to the sermon archives. Go through the teaching. You won't regret it. And even if you did, go back and refine and find out. It says, okay, I'm going to focus on this gift. I'm going to, I'm going to steward this gift. And I'm going to grow in every gift that God can use me because God wants to use you. And so in this, find ways to serve. Now, I'm the volunteer coordinator. What do you think I'm going to tell you? (laughs) There are forms on your way out that you can fill out and sign up. You're not allowed to leave unless you sign up. (laughs) But seriously, find somewhere to serve because God needs you to share and show his love. Whether it's on a greeting team or an usher team or part of the kids' ministry. Let me tell you, if you love kids besides your own, right? If you love children, we need you in the kids' ministry. I mean, I wish I had the time, but let me show you. I'm, I'm just going to ask for permission here. I remember one time we had a parent come with um, a little darling, and the little darling was excited, but not in a good way. Yelling and screaming and kicking, and mom was tired. So we got mom to kids' way. Mom went like this, here. Kid you not. Mom was tired. And the baby was just fussy. There was an amazing, I'll never forget it. It's embedded in my mind. This amazing kids worker came and said to mom, mom, don't worry. Let's get your information. Let's get the child registered. Any allergies, any this, any that. Give me your number. Bada bing, bada boom, done. Kids checked in. Kids still screaming. Mom, we're walking mom over to the sanctuary grabs a seat, worship, anything, goes back to pick up the baby or the child. It wasn't a baby, it was a child. When she goes to get the child, guess what happens? The child is kicking and screaming, doesn't want to leave. (laughs) Didn't want to go, now doesn't want to leave. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. There were amazing kids worker there that loved on that child. (laughs) Loved on that child made that child know Jesus that they said they didn't want to. And then I've seen this. I've seen kids come out of kids' way. Ma, we got to come back next week because they're going to let me collect the offering. <laughs> now mom's obligated to come back. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. The kid's already serving even before mom does. Why? Because these are opportunities for us to get people connected, not with a, a church or a ministry. These are opportunities to get people connected with God for lives to be transformed, families to be changed because you and I are willing to use the gift of love because we see an opportunity and we come with open hands and open arms to serve. Says, Lord, use me. Pastor John said, oh, let's, let's, let's lift up our arms. Let's open our arms to the Lord, right? And God is saying, if you would only open your arms, I could fill it with so many opportunities of blessing. And so I want to challenge us with all of this as we close. Find ways to serve not just here in church, but in your community, with your family, whether it's writing a note, visiting someone that's shut in, maybe donating to missions, or maybe uh, sponsoring a kid to go to fine arts or to a youth camp or to kids camp. Find ways to serve. There are a bajillion ways that you and I can serve. All it takes is love. Because love for people and love for God will open our eyes to see the opportunity to use our hands for him to be glorified. Amen.
Amen. Praise God. So thank you. But I want to, as I close, I can't forget the man. You say, Pastor, I, I get it. I, you know, you want us to use our gifts and you want, us to, you want God to be glorified. But right now I, I feel less like the Samaritan and more like the man on the road. I feel robbed. I feel stripped. I feel beaten and left for dead. Well, this message wasn't just for you to serve. This message is to serve as a reminder for you that you haven't been forgotten. That more than the Samaritan, God sent his son. Right where you are. Pastor said something that when I started volunteering here, he kind of didn't disclose the reason. I had lost everything. I lost my job. We were losing our house. We lost everything. I didn't know what to do. And I turned to God and I said, Lord, I have nothing. But if you can take my nothing and use it, it's yours. And I just started serving. Because I knew there were people worse off than me. As bad as we were going through stuff, I knew that there were people that were hurting people that were struggling and I just wanted to serve I didn't want someone to feel alone so I served so God hasn't forgotten you maybe you can identify with that man that was robbed and beaten maybe someone robbed your, your dignity or robbed your joy or robbed your peace maybe you were stripped of an opportunity maybe your marriage has fallen apart maybe Things are going crazy, maybe with this COVID and sicknesses and all of this vitriol going around, you feel beaten and forgotten. I want to tell you that Jesus sees you and that he loves you. So with every head bowed and eye closed, I want to ask you this question. Do you feel like that battered man on the side of the road? Do you feel that you were forgotten? Do you feel like, man, no one sees me or people keep passing me by? If that's you, just, just raise your hand real quick. Just, just raise your hand. I see you. I see you. Just raise your hand. Amen. Well, like the Samaritan, Jesus paid the price. The Samaritan paid the price for this man to go into an inn to be re refreshed and renewed, but Jesus paid the price on the cross so that you can have eternal life, so that you can have victory. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.